that's as exciting or as boring, depending on your perspective of that. Well, what uh, what is your perspective on that? I think that's the relevant one. Oh, it's good. It's been fun so far. But I mean, it's like the baby's still in like lazy sack of potato mode. Like it's the first three months are like boring and then they like become a uh, constantly you have to be watchful because everything they do can like everything can kill a child. So every foot drop dead. It's like Lemmings. Remember that Lemmings game? Everyone remembers <laughs> that Lemmings game. So once, once they can move it, man, it's game over. Gotta like be like vigilant. It's game over, man. It's game over. Oh, I got <laughs> Time's up. Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, November nineteenth, twenty twenty. We're your hosts, Sandapont and Raul Torres. Oh man, I'm, I'm so used to saying Zach in the middle of that. I had to, I had to stumble. Ruli, you're back. Um, it happens sometimes. It happens. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. So yeah, uh, this dear listener is QQ News for the month of November and earlier. I don't know. We haven't done one in a while. Whatever. It's a podcast. <laughs> Why are you even bothering listening to this? Ruli, you're back! Where were you? How did it go? Did oh, everything was... come out okay? <laughs> I mean, the pun, pun intended, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> no, so like, um, yeah, I we were, we were planning on having a second child, and the due date was arriving, and the child was here, and... Um, I'll spare you the details, Tom, because I don't think like you're really interested in this stuff, but if you are, I can elaborate on it. Um, we did a home birth, which is kind of weird and trippy and magical. Um, I think for like kind of twenty twenty, bro. If for, for well, yeah, because like we we when when we found out Claudia was pregnant in February, that's when I would say things were hitting the fan. But it's all relative these days. So we're like, oh, are things going to be better by November? And we're or I'm sorry, by October, and we're like, <laughs> no. Um, we have no faith in anyone right now. So Correct. if we can take things into our hands, let's take it into our hands. So we did research and everything like that. We put a giant bathtub thingy in our master bedroom, and we had a child there. So um, for like multiple days after that, I kept telling Claudia, "Like, stand right here, stand right here. This is this is where your child was born in this exact spot." <laughs> kind of like the reverse of like haunted houses. Like, is there such a thing as like houses where people were born in? Do they get like? I don't know what's like the reverse of haunting, but I don't know. It just it's it's some <laughs> idea that just stuck in my mind and I haven't been able to get it out yet. So just like, yeah, our our house has living people in it. Sure. I'm gonna run with that. You know, I just rewatched Ghostbusters recently and there's the line from Winston Zedmore, I've seen shit that would turn you white. <laughs> Thinking about for the spot in your house. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, it, it was a. Uh, it's, it's fun adapting to it, and every every like like I said, I can keep going and going, but I don't think this is this is the parental podcast. But uh, every kid's different, and this kid has been way easier. Plus, this being the second go round, so way less stress, way more sleeping. Um, things are going good. I was ready to podcast last week, but y'all bailed on me. I was the one ready one. I was Ugh. not the weak leak in the chain. It I know was y'all. You're, you're above and beyond, man. We're terrible. We're terrible. But <laughs> dear listener knows that. Oh man! Well, really, I'm glad everything went well for uh, for you. Uh, some other Thank things you. went, uh, I don't know, fairly well for uh, the, the country. I think we should just get the get the elephant out of the room here and talk about the thing that really made everybody have to stop and and start recounting their finances. Netflix raised their prices by two dollars. It's one of those things <laughs> where like I'm a horrible. 
I, I am a horrible person, and I just contribute to the capitalist machine, and I don't I don't shop around. Like I'm sure, like half my half of my digital subscriptions probably overlap with all the content and the other ones that it just just take my money. Just I, I want to see I want to see Stranger Things when it comes out. So just take my money. Yeah, I um I totaled up like all my monthly subscriptions, and you know was in my, doing my budget thing, and um I have over a hundred dollars in monthly subscriptions to things, but. At the end of the day, it's like not even a percent of all of my income. And it's like, man, I have a, a these streams, these huge swaths of entertainment. Huh? <laughs> Say again? I said hashtag humble brag? Well, it, 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 which part? The fact that I spend stupid money or it's, it's less than a percent? Like, the, the point I'm trying to make is that really no matter what your budget is, if you're spending that per month on, again, like unlimited entertainment, in the grand scheme of things, that's actually not that bad. Um, don't misunderstand me. Some people have much, much, much tighter budgets than me. I am very fortunate. I am not trying to say otherwise. But, you know, the difference between 16 and $18 for, again, unlimited video content and movies and streaming. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that as... I, I think some people, every time Netflix raises their prices, just absolutely freak out. And I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it's like, eh, it's inflation. It's fine. It's still an obscene amount of content for the value. I, I feel weird totally supporting my corporate overlord here but i, I don't know i don't I, I it did not bother me in the slightest that netflix raised their their sub i mean did you even give it a second thought i didn't even know i raised it until like a week ago see there you go <laughs> i don't i didn't pay like i guess i don't pay attention to that stuff it's just like like as long as the, the money machine that my my bank account is attached to is still going where i'm i'm good so. <laughs> i don't know I, I just love to use starbucks as the analogy um because that's clearly one of the corporations I, I am not a fan of. And, like, people spend an ungodly amount of money on coffee every month. And I've had friends who have been proud of being, you know, gold members and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, guys, like, Netflix raised their price less than a cup of coffee. Uh, like, again, the value prop you're getting from Netflix is is I think, insane. I just don't see how you can complain about I think you fail that. to recognize the value proposition of feeding your caffeine addiction. So, <laughs> of drugs. If, if, ah. if you could pay $12 of Netflix every single day to boost your life, um, I kind of think you probably would. I don't know. Just, just, just saying. Just throwing that out there. Not that I'm a Starbucks fan, but I am addicted to caffeine. So... <laughs> Okay, fine. We can move on and talk about, again, the real elephant in the room, the thing we need to address that really, again, just sent shockwaves through not, not just the United States, but the world uh, in November. Of course, just people are, are still still in mourning, I think, right now, sadly. Um, Sean Connery passed away. Boom! Did it again! Bait and switch! <laughs> and I don't know why I'm oh, celebrating I, that. I we shouldn't think, be celebrating. Think, Sean Connery passed away, but... I think bad jokes. Given... G given the format of the podcast, Tom, I don't think you're fooling anyone. So <laughs> I think I think we would be fooled if you said the elephant in the room. That would be the biggest fooling thing. So kind of keep you on on your toes for these things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I want to say kind of a bummer. Kind of like I think there's a certain age where celebrity passings kind of just like you're like they had a good run. They're pretty memorable. They had a pretty interesting career. Um, and I think John Connery kind of goes in that kind of kind of bucket. So. Oh God, yeah. I mean, he was in his he was in his nineties. He had over fifty years of making films. Um, he uh, I don't think he had any major battles with any major diseases. I, I could be wrong about that. Um, he'd been in retirement now for seventeen years, I think. Um, yeah, no. I mean, really, it's it's a life to be celebrated. 
Um, it, it, there, like like any celebrity or any human being, really. There's you know there's some darker chapters in there, and there's some questionable content. But um, yeah, no, I mean like uh, really, people should be celebrating his catalog. Um, and yes, he had a great run. No, actually, actually, it's kind of funny. Um, and I say funny in the loosely dark humor of 2020 thing. Um, didn't Alex Trebek pass as well? Yes, Alex Trebek because did it's, also it's pass away. Because it's so away. funny how how, how um, in my mind they're so linked together from that SNL skit. Yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy. And, and, I, and I, I can't disconnect those two anymore. They were just like, whenever I think of one, I think of the other. And unfortunately, whenever I I saw like the news of his passing, I'm like, how's Alex doing? Because like I remember, he was had a very public uh, battle with cancer and stuff like. It's been kind of yeah, and he was still on that front. He was still filming Jeopardy even after like after the chemo was over and then after cancer. I mean, he's a man who I, I don't know anything really much about Alex Trebek, and I can't tell you I ever fucking watched a whole episode of Jeopardy. But he's someone who genuinely seems to love what he did. Like he loved mm-hmm. doing Jeopardy and just kept doing it because he wanted to. It wasn't like one of those ah I'm tied to this thing. Like he he seems to love it. And again, he worked all the way till he he died apparently because he wanted to. Um, I think his last episode is actually going to air on Christmas, on December 20th. They're, they're still airing his final episodes. Um, but yes, I, I totally associate the two of them for Celebrity Jeopardy as well. I remember back when I was in high school, uh, one of my friends burned, and I know the millennials won't know what this is, but burned a CD, a compact disc of uh, MP3s, I think, converted to a uh, to the normal, MP, the normal CD format of just SNL skits. So we would put that on and like play pool listening to celebrity jeopardy uh, a cd of it um yeah in high school that's how we passed passed the time um and it's actually funny i had rewatched those sketches a couple months ago i don't don't know like i just binged a bunch of them one day because i just i thought of it and i just thought it was funny um and now after both of their passing i've I've watched a couple recently because uh snl on their youtube channel has been airing snl vintage uh, and the celebrity (laughs) jeopardy sketches uh dear God, they are funny. They are so funny. And the thing I think that's absolutely funniest isn't either Sean Connery or uh, Trebek related. It's the fact that if you watch those sketches, Will Ferrell, you know, he's a, not that he's a controversial comedian, but some people just don't care for him. One thing you have to give the man, if you watch him do Celebrity Jeopardy, he never breaks. He plays it so straight. He is so funny the whole entire time because he he never, ever breaks. It's amazing that he never snickers he never twitches he just plays it so straight he he makes those fucking skits it is hilarious well that's anyway. good every i think i think we all need a little bit of laughter in the year of 2020 so oh, what did you money. say you saw that that which youtube channel oh the, the snl well, you just search for snl celebrity jeopardy and it'll come right up okay Oh, yeah, but um, so again, I don't know anything about. Uh, I love Celebrity Jeopardy skits. I don't know anything about Alex Trebek. Um, I know not much about Sean Connery. What uh, what Sean Connery movies did you did you like? What were your favorites? What sticks with you? Probably the dumb ones. Like was it The Rock? Where he uh, goes back to Rock. Alcatraz? I don't, I don't know why that one does. Yeah, I haven't watched that in decades. Like I haven't seen that probably since the nineties. I actually kind of want to rewatch The Rock, uh, just because. <laughs> Th- those and the Highlander movies, just because those have a special place in my 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 B movie heart. It's it's like cosmic samurais, alien samurais. I don't even know what you want to consider <laughs> them anymore. But Highlander, come on. Yeah, no, he was, was he's great in Highlander. Even though he's like basically a glorified cameo, he's he's still wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had rewatched Highlander one uh, a while back, and I just rewatched uh, Hunt for Red October uh, a little while back as well. He's wonderful in that as well. Um, I've been so I, I don't did I mention this in the podcast that I've been listening to some James Bond podcasts? 
you've mentioned the Simpsons podcast and other podcasts, but I don't think you've mentioned the James Bond one. Yeah, so I've been doing this weird thing recently where I've just really liked uh, Loading Ready Run, which is a comedy sketch group uh, that do a whole bunch of things. Two of their guys have been doing a movie-by-movie um, movie retrospective of the James Bond series leading up to the release of whatever the No Time to Die or whatever the hell it's called, the next Bond movie. And I've been listening to their podcast called From Rewatch with Love. <laughs> And I, I don't know crap about the Bond movies. I saw one or two of the Pierce Brosnan movies. I've seen, like, two of the who's the, Daniel Craig movies. And I know nothing about James Bond, and yet I've been having a ton of fun listening to this podcast as these guys chronologically go through all the James Bond movies. And they're now in the Pierce Brosnan era, which tells you how many fucking podcasts I've listened to. But the thing is, I actually went back and tried to watch some of the James Bond movies with, with Connery, and... I've watched three of them now, and, and look, man, like, for movies that were made over 50 years ago, like in the 60s, it is it is amazing that they they must have been incredible back then. I can only imagine what it was like for people to see those and experience those the first time, and the production values, and, you know, the gadgets, and the cars, but they haven't aged particularly well uh you know the, the misogyny is kind of through the roof a little bit of racism going on here and there and the gadgets now like you know it's just a, a gps tracker it's just not that novel to us in this day and age so i i feel spoiled that i'm really not able i find myself unable to really enjoy the classic james bond movies i feel really spoiled by when i say that because they're not bad they're they're again for their time they must have been amazing but I just, I don't know, they're, they maybe holds up, not even like the right word. It's just, if you're, you know, a child of the, 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 you know, 90s, 2000s, like, you watch it now and you're like, eh, it's, it's just okay. It's just spoiled. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of tough because it's like, like, I agree with everything you're saying, but I think it, it's, like, for lack of a better term around it, I think it takes, like, a certain level of maturity to kind of look at some of the older stuff and kind of realize, like, hey, like... This is how those things were. This is kind of the the sign of the times and stuff like that. And realistically, that's like for like every point in human history, right? It's just like, oh, even today, we really still don't have our stuff together. So, you know, 20, 30 years from now, we're going to look back at today and be like, wow, we were animals back in 2020. Really? We had all these (laughs) things? Absolutely sure. I mean, so, so it's, it's. I get everything you're saying, but I'm like, like even today, it's just like we're we're so not that I could I can look at some stupid jokes and be like, whatever, it was funny at the time. I'm sure I made bad jokes back then. We all get a little older, we mature oh, a little I, bit. I completely agree. I'm, I'm terrified that I, I'll listen to this podcast in the future and go, oh wow, we thought those things back then. Um, even though I try to be very self conscious, especially about what I say on mic. Good lord. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I totally hear you. Again, like they're not. They're not bad movies. I don't want to hold them, you know, being a uh, a product of their time against them. It's just, again, I, I don't know. I haven't been able to enjoy them as much as I think others do. I've enjoyed listening to the guys in the podcasts and, you know, reveling in, in their enjoyment and their behind-the-scenes notes uh, more than watching the movies themselves. So I don't know. Well, yeah, and I think that's the other thing, too, right? I think it's it's one of the things I mentioned, like, a while back with, like, Dracula and stuff like that. It's just, like, you look at anything now, and then you go back and read, like, a classic book, and you're like, wow, this thing is so, like, trope city. Everything in here is so boring, and that's where it, like, like that's, that's like, the origin source, right? The root of all these tropes and everything like that. And I think, like, if you go back and revisit it, you can see how the influence there kind of, like, 
touch things going forward. But like if you just look at it and compare it to everything now, it's just like things have iterated and iterated, right? Like you could even say like you know like a film like Kingsman, right? Completely and one hundred percent influenced by the James Bond motif of like the spy agency and stuff like that, even to like the misogynist jokes, but also being so aware of those tropes and flipping on th- them on their heads at times with other stuff or just like, you know, from the first Kings of the movie to the second movie, it's just like, oh, he actually ends up marrying the woman that he slept with at the end of the movie. Like that was like totally unexpected, but that's, you know, it's just like being aware of those tropes and, and just, you know, being able to play off them kind of, you know, just makes the films different and a little bit better. So yeah i haven't uh God, i haven't rewatched i wasn't rewatched austin powers anyway yes i don't know don't watch austin powers yeah <laughs> i i just thought it was a, i did watch a youtube video about it recently that was saying it predicted the future because bond actually then imitated it with something like specter anyway neither here nor there okay really let's stop beating around the bush let's finally do it let's address the elephant in the room there was a a huge uh battle uh recently just you know everyone was was picking sides and many of us were casting our votes and you know mailing in for them early and then it was decided in november the new consoles launched people picked playstation and xbox anyway see what i did there see what I did? <laughs> no I one picked doing? anything they didn't pick anything because they can't buy anything <laughs> it's 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 um it's amazing and dumbfounding the state of like we like to sign society where people just want to buy things and they want to buy things all the time, and no one has their act together on having like a processing, like a a order process, uh, purchasing process that actually works. Uh, between like the video cards being down, everything being sold out like within minutes, bots purchasing things, and them going out in eBay for five times the price, versus being able to keep up with the demand. Like there were clear indicators with like um. Like all the Nintendo stock in demand, like I think is is the Switch still the best selling console right now? I think it is, right? Oh yeah. Um, well, they, no one's published numbers yet for this launch month for the consoles. Microsoft has said that they have sold more Xboxes at launch with the new series, plural, than their previous system launches. But I don't know if they've actually released numbers. That's, and that's yes, the Switch has benchmark. been the king for a while. <laughs> yeah. So so just like like folks know that like like i don't understand from like a like logistics perspective how folks couldn't project like hey there's gonna be like a billion million people wanting a playstation and xbox let's let's do what we can to have that but it's maybe it's in that scarce demand thing that keeps us time kind of talking into that perspective where it's a precious commodity but it's like come on it's like video games like it's people want video games and if they can't find the game on the platform they want don't probably go find it elsewhere. So just, just give me your console. Just give me all your consoles. I want to play all the things. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know what's going on. I, I think I saw some other article today that like they went on sale at Walmart and a couple other other places, and then they sold out within five minutes again. Because yeah, it's it's a thing. Yeah, no, I I don't think I think at this point, if again, if I'm not mistaken, that the Console manufacturers have said, I think both sides, Xbox and PS5, both said, yeah, if you don't have a pre-order now, which they're still rolling out some pre-orders, but if you don't have one now, you're probably not going to get one this year, I think. Could be wrong about that. Yeah, and if I recall, you pre-ordered the Xbox, and I hate the naming conventions. The oh, naming conventions are so funny. <laughs> like, like I think we talked about it in one of the last casts where, like, uh, yeah, people end up buying the One S instead of the Series One. I don't even know the names. Like, it just Series it's, S. It's Series X and Series S. Yeah, it wasn't confusing at all. It's and people it's absolutely a branding, fucked that up. Bra- it's a branding nightmare. I don't understand how 
how anyone thought any of this was a good idea other than let's clear out our backlog of consoles because people are going to be dumb and buy the wrong one. I mean, it's, not even, it's not even done consumers. It's uninformed consumers because I, I put that squarely on Microsoft. Like, if you can't help people tell the difference between your products, that's like on you. <laughs> I, I, I fully agree. Uh, we've seen Nintendo do this with freaking... Um... Uh, the Wii U, or we see Microsoft do it now with multiple consoles. The Xbox One, and we all laughed. Now it's the Xbox Series X. Like, oh, it's. I'll give Sony that. Hey, five, four, five. You know, it's gonna come next. <laughs> Six. Who knew? Yeah, you you see anyone mistakenly by mistakenly purchasing a PS4 out there? Like, no, you know, you know, it's the next one. <laughs> So yeah, unfortunately, um, given the the craziness of my life, I unfortunately did not decide on picking one up. I did end up purchasing Call of Duty, and I played that for a whopping like 10 minutes, and realized how bad I am at that game. Because <laughs> I'm pretty bad at games, but like it's been like, I I never really got in Call of Duty, but I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll kind of ride this train while everyone's What did you order it. on? What did you play it on? Uh, the, the Xbox that I have in my house. The Xbox? Xbox. One of the Xboxes? One of the Xboxes <laughs> that are in my house, because I think I have two Xboxes. I have the older Xbox... I, 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 have, I, have, I have Xbox minus one and minus two. <laughs> I do not have the current gen. Uh, fucking naming. <laughs> I, I believe them. Uh, well, I mean, what are what are the two uh, hardest problems in programming, really? Oh, no naming things. And, and for me, typing, because I can't type. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I have the 360 which apparently there was 258 Xboxes in between because there's the one and then the one S and then the one X. <laughs> See, this is, this is still so confusing. <laughs> I think I have a one S. I don't even know. I don't know, Tom. It's just all. That's, it's so funny when you don't even know. Like, it's it, like asking it, literally, I don't it, know what I have. Well, no, because it was the Xbox one, but then it's just like, it was the one S, but then there's the series S. It's just, blah. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know these things. I'll just look at the wiki. <laughs> it's the one with the Kinect, and I'm so sad that that the Kinect was a um, was an experiment that they went all in on, and it crashed and burned. But the the Kinect was just so magical and so nifty and cool. It's just a bummer it didn't play out the way it did. I uh, I, I want to give Microsoft the credit for trying. Like I, you know, I innovation should be praised and i'll i'll give them credit on that they just massively missed the mark uh well i don't think it's missed the mark i think it's just that um it's um i don't think by itself it's a like the games that were with it were kind of okay but it's just like other than the dance games like i couldn't really see any good like application and use of it i think it's it's um i think it's in the end it's going to be potentially a foundation for like more VR stuff where it just like it's a peripheral to make your VR experience rather than like a peripheral for like your gaming, like your your 2D screen in front of you will come back. I want it to come back, but who yeah, knows? Well, I mean, you might even argue that the original Connect didn't miss the mark, but just the fact that the 360 was coupled with it at not that the 360 sorry, the one was coupled with it at launch and that made the price point a hundred uh Hundred bucks higher than the PlayStation. I, I don't know. Like that. That whole console era was actually quite interesting from a behind the scenes standpoint. But yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I want to give credit for innovation. I want to give them credit for trying, um, even if ultimately it doesn't seem to have worked out. Yeah. Yeah. 
sad trombone on that, but yep. whatever. <sighs> okay, so Ruli. What's, what's Do you next wanna... in your stack? You seem to have a, a stack that is far more prepared than mine. <laughs> okay, fine. We can finally... Again, really honestly, get to it. The the elephant in the room, the big announcement. Everyone's been waiting to know, you know, when when this was going to happen for for a long time now, and it finally did. And I wonder when Wonder Woman's going to get released for video on demand. Boom! That was that was the roughest segue yet. That was pretty shit, actually. That, that was that was good. I I, I thought you were going to talk about something else, but you didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> so movie theaters continue to. Um, I'll use the word struggle, in the current COVID age, in the year of our quarantine. And the whole having movies go video on demand, major production companies have been resisting that pretty hard. And I don't, I don't know nearly enough about the complexities behind the scenes and all the finances behind the scenes about theaters versus uh, VOD versus everything else. But it was announced that Wonder Woman will be coming to, you know, limited, everything is, quote, limited theater releases and video on demand and it's coming to video on demand, I believe, Christmas Day. I want to tell you um, December 25th. Maybe it's December 20th. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's um, December 25th, that. yeah. And... So you, can go see, you can go see Jeopardy, and then you can go see Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, when you put it that way. <laughs> see, I don't know. It's a big deal in the movie world. Not that anything this year has, had it, has been a big deal in the movie world. Um, Tenet was in theaters. I, I guess, arguably, technically still is in theaters. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to a theater for that. If that came out on video on demand, I'd watch it. I don't think I'll watch Wonder Woman, but maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know if anything else is going to come out that day. Um, I don't Do you, do you yeah, remember I movies, don't... really? That seems like a long time ago. Oh, it's funny. I, I made a tweet of the top top ten movies that I saw in 2020. Um, and the joke was I put all of them in the number one spot because um, this 2020, the fact that I saw any movie in the movie theater is a miracle. Right. Um, and I only saw four movies. So Jumanji, which technically came out in 2019, but I was late to the party and I saw it in January. Um, Onward was the the Pixar one. Onward and and um, the Hunt, which was some silly horror movie. And I think there was something else in there, but I don't remember what it was. Now I guess it wasn't that memorable. Apparently, and should not have gotten the number one spot. But I did not watch I'm any of these. Saying... I think. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know when I'm going to set foot in a movie theater again. I was kind of bummed out because, um, like, where I live is the wonderful, beautiful El Paso, and I was kind of worried for a while when I moved back that we don't have an Alamo Draft House, and then they built one. So, like, a lot of the the movie stuff that I would go to, like the things that I, I like doing, like, uh, it, it's obviously not as much because the uh, the area just doesn't have as many like the demand for it. But they still did like a lot of the secret screenings. They did a couple of the. Um, um, genre, I think it's AGFA, I forget what it stands for, but like secret screenings of like older movies from the 60s and 70s, stuff that is just like completely ridiculous. Um, it's cool, a couple though. of like like marathons, like uh, I think I want to say two years ago they did a um, they did all the Nightmare on Elm Shrooms back to back to back. So I got to live the dream and spend like 10 hours in a movie theater just watching horror movies all day. So I was, <laughs> I was, like, I was still looking forward to doing whatever the um, marathon that was going to happen in this October, but Again, it's the year 2020. Nothing, nothing is happening as it seems. So, um, yeah, kind of a bummer. I hope, I hope Alamo's doing all right. I, that is a company that I want to see do nothing but succeed. I think they are the best movie theaters. Oh man, I do miss, I do miss them. Yeah, they they've done kind of okay pivoting. Like I, I think the um, 
the model right now that might be successful is private parties. Um, I was actually talking with the wife of potentially renting out the theater to see Jurassic Park because apparently my daughter likes Jurassic Park, which is kind of weird because like looking at movies through like my adult eyes and then watching them like 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 a kid watching some movie, just like how do I explain the first five minutes of Jurassic Park where a raptor literally eats a person? And I'm kind of like, yeah. Her! This is this is kind of tricky. Like like, how do we manage this? And usually we just distract her for the first five minutes, and then we let her watch the movie. But yeah, it, it's kind of tricky. But yeah, the dinosaurs are cool, and then they eat people, and you got to explain. I, dude, why I would I would totally people. pay to go to a uh, private party movie theater. I don't I don't know if there's any around here that that are doing that uh, for me. But I I know I listen to podcasts where independent theater owners have been on the show and, and talked about doing that. It's the only way they can try to make any money right now. If there was an Alamo, buddy, I would. I will quarantine in two for weeks and buy that theater just to hang out with you. I'd rather not watch horror movies, but you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I know they've been doing that. Um, I think a couple have still been open. I think actually when like there was a brief time period when 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 they opened up again and it was doing like a um, like every other seating or just because like everyone's like doing selective seating. Um, that still seems like a bad idea to me, but yeah, it's because it's a tiny little box. Oh, Birds of Prey, which actually was a good movie. I really enjoyed seeing that one. I'm glad I saw that one in the movie theater. Um, but yeah, so so we might do that and try it out. We're we're gonna do a little research on how they clean it because like like when I think of movie theaters, <laughs> the first thing that I never think of, the first word that does not come to mind if we were to do the word associating game is sanitary. <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure the gum that's been underneath the seat for like whatever year since the place has been open and established might harbor some COVID or something. So I don't know. It's kind of kind of hard, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe. Maybe. Well, let me know because that would be oh, that'd be so cool. Did, did you see, figure out when Tenet is actually getting released? Because like I like no. I'm, I'm I'm I feel so conflicted. The fact that I'm talking about it now makes me get hyped again. And then when I realize that it's going to probably come out in like what Tenet VOD. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything here. Please. Wait, this actually says December fifteenth. December fifteenth. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Okay, maybe, maybe like some from some of the reviews I saw, they weren't too excited about it either. And it's just like, I don't know. It it seems like it's. I'm know. I'm not the world's biggest Christopher Nolan fan. I mean, I, th- I think he's very very talented, but I I'm not like yeah, the next Nolan movie. Like I, I didn't even watch Interstellar. Um. But it does, it's, it's it does look interesting. I I love love loved Inception, and I was kind of bummed out because I think I think they were doing like ten year rescreenings of Inception. I was kind of like, wow, it's, it's ten years since Inception. Like like that's that seems like forever ago. Um, but yeah, I uh, kind of bummed that I missed out. But I don't know. It's it's gonna be really interesting to see. If, like I guess certain certain movies have been pushed back. Like it's it's. I can't. I just. I. I really can't imagine the conversations going on behind the scenes of folks that are like, "Let's push movies back versus let's go v- v- VOD." Because like, um, I mean, we can we can go back in the in the, the QQ time machine and see what we're so hyped about and kind of <laughs> see what you know what got pushed back. Like like things that kind of jumped jumped to mind for me were um, I I forget the exact title. I believe it was Halloween Kills. So like, there's supposed to be the, the sequel to the latest Halloween movie. Um, that one got pushed back. There was like another Saw movie with Chris Rock in it, which I was super intrigued by. Uh, that one got pushed back. And then there's like a whole bunch of other ones that just like went straight to VOD and everything's been like, like very, very like 
under the radar and it just it's who knows what's going on anymore is is there any movie that has come out this year that you've like to to non-theaters that you've been excited about or cared about Uh, it's it's gonna sound silly but the trolls movie because my daughter liked it and and like i mean you, you know you know me every time i talk about movies if there's a movie that is like whimsical with like that just bombards you with lots of colors then like i'm all in so like the trolls was like kind of a silly movie uh watch that at home with, that's silly with family. for that all the good. right reasons i'll give you a yeah. pass <laughs> yeah so uh that was one uh, i'm trying to figure out like what i keep saying that i want to do the letterbox thing and i never do that because <laughs> i'm like i should totally track what movies i see um i don't even i don't i don't even know what movies i don't know what came out this year because it feels like nothing has come out this year um how about yourself like have you caught anything on VOD or anything like that or is it like the whole episodic TV renaissance where everything's just on TV now. Oh yeah, no, I don't care. Um, oh man, I, I've been rewatching a bunch of old movies, like relatively speaking, old movies uh, mm-hmm. on and off lately. Um, I had started doing a rewatch of DS Nine, got about halfway through, and then slowed down, which is ironic. Cause that's when the show gets good. I. Even, like, new shows, I don't know, I, I still, one of the hardest things with this pandemic, I've said on the mic before, like, I, I just have a hard time being like, yeah, I'm going to go get into this show and watch it all the way through, and, like, I can't even bring myself to start. It's almost intimidating, like, oh, I have to watch a whole season. Uh, I think the only thing I did so far was The the Boys Season 2, which was which was great. Um, all right, let's, here, here's a quick rundown of the highest grossing films of 2020. Number one bad boys for life number two we actually did a qq review of this Sonic! Um, i don't I, I guess you don't really even talk about how we saw it but i i did wasn't on my theater list for some reasons uh do you know what this movie is i just said sonic okay i didn't hear you sonic sonic the hedgehog <laughs> number two uh birds of prey do little uh universals remake or whatever of invisible man call of the wild i have no idea what that is onward the pixar movie um, Tenet, The Gentleman, I don't even know which one that is, and Fantasy Island. So, yeah, not that many movies. Nope. Yeah, and then and then lots of distractions. Like, um, and it's 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 funny because like a lot of things have came out on Prime. Um, I'm just looking at this list really quick. Oh, Scoob! I saw the Scooby Doo movie, and that's just because I like Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> it was actually pretty good. I like how that one's not. Oh, my daughter wanted to. No, no, I like Scooby Doo. I want to no, know who no, did it. I, I'm, I'm trying not to. I force... want to know that it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> I'm trying not to force my, my, my likes onto my daughter and my children, but it's also like it's Scooby Doo. Come on, she has like Scooby Doo. If she doesn't, then I just gotta like put her up for adoption or something. That's that's not acceptable. Um, Guns Akimbo, that Daniel Radcliffe movie. I wanted to see that one. It's on Prime. I just never followed up on that. Bloodshot, the crazy, uh, what was it, Vin Diesel movie? See that one? No. I wanted to see that one. Never, never saw that one. I think everything else is just like, then then just drops off the radar because it's just like, what? Still haven't seen Hamilton off. Does that count as a movie? Uh, I don't think it counts as a movie, but you probably should see it. I have not seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen it either? I no. haven't seen it either. I, I keep, people keep telling me I should see it. But I'm like, uh, do I really want to see it? I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It's uh, Oh, okay. The one movie that I did look forward to that I saw, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. 
I was happy. Oh with yeah, that I one. haven't watched that because I wanted to rewatch the first two movies first, and then I never did that. And oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> and I think I think that was maybe the last big released one. And there's like all like the random horror movie ones that I see that I already forgot about that were okay. But yeah, that's about it. Curse you, 2020, for taking away my movies. All right, keep us rolling, Tom. What what uh? What other event that folks were anticipating a uh, news on that everyone knew was going to happen, but people All pretended right. that it wasn't going to happen? Fine, happened. fine. We'll, we'll do it. We'll talk about the political topic. It's the second time this type of thing has happened, and you know it got everybody upset, no matter what, what your position on the whole thing is. Oh, California is going into their second lockdown. Boom! Do you see? What it did there, really? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the California-based company Apple finally releasing their own silicon. Oh, that that'd have been good too. That'd have been good too. That'd have been good. Well, go ahead and do that one then. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the rumor mill has been churning for ages that Apple was going to move away from Intel, start doing their own chips. Uh, pretty much, basically, what they've already been doing with the iPads and the phones and all that stuff that already exists. And they had the one more thing announcement that everyone knew it was happening. It's kind of silly that they named it the one more thing announcement, but whatever. Um, so they released new laptops with their magical M1 chip, which is basically all the things in one chip. Um, a whole lot of buzzwords flowed uh, through the uh, demo, um, like buttery and fat faster magic all that other stuff but like a butter- buttery was the one that that stuck out to me i hate it when they use those words like snappier <laughs> it's it's five times more snappier. i'm lactose I'm like, intolerant like, what is, what i refuse to take your snap. laptop <laughs> i don't know what the unit measure is a snap or butter is it slippery is it good is it like what type of like fat is it like the good fats or the bad fats no one knows i am vegan um, fuck your apples <laughs> wait no you like apples if you're vegan you've got it wrong not buttery apples <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like 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 I, I mean all their stats are all like relative to other things and like they it's one of those things where they always put it in the best light where like you know comparatively like 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 from from an architecture perspective i think the only thing they really dove into that sounded pretty nifty was like because apparently the ram is built on the chip um it doesn't have to like translate from going from an application to another so it's just like hey you pop in the ram it's like already magically there for all your other you know processors to deal with um so i thought that that sounded kind of snazzy uh but then when you realize after you you purchase one that you they only max out at 16 gigabytes of ram uh then you kind of wonder like what can like how many chromes of tab can i have open with this thing because like, you need at least like 32 gigabytes to have like more than five tabs open so um <laughs> i've i i have a macbook i want to say it was a a 2004 2003 ish like that thing has been running like a champ ever since i purchased it but i was definitely getting the uh the gadget lost with all these other things coming out and i was kind of waiting for it so i i pulled the trigger and i decided hey i'll, I'll go ahead and pick up one of these just because it seems like it's the first gen seems pretty interesting um maybe i'll do the apple development stuff that i keep convincing myself that i would have done with the first laptop now that i have another laptop but i doubt that's gonna happen but i I just i just pulled the trigger on that so um hopefully i'll like i said have lots of chrome tabs open and not have a lot of slowdown and be happy uh i think other announcements there was the um 
Well, well just to well. mention one other thing about the processors, um, mm -hmm. and I, I haven't researched this subject nearly enough, but my understanding also is that, like those chips are, are ARM chips, and they you what you have to do is for Intel or AMD, they own their own chips, manufacture their own chips, everything else. And now that Apple's making their own chips with ARM, they're licensing the ARM architecture from the ARM uh, company, corporation, I don't know what the right word is. And that's actually a huge boost to ARM, who has already been growing like crazy and like wildfire. And so you have to wonder like how this is actually going to impact the, the greater chip community. Now people are going to start making more apps and compiling them for... ARM processors, ARM's going to get way more money, or other manufacturers or other companies going to consider doing something similar. So the the landscape of microchip manufacturing isn't interesting just because Apple's doing their own thing. They always do their own thing. It's interesting because of what this is going to do to, to bolster ARM and how that might grow or take over uh, larger parts of the market. So interesting times. This is, again, my fairly limited understanding of the subject. Yeah, yeah. I think one one of the things I saw, like like I was kind of browsing stories to see if anything to to talk about for that in particular. And uh, one of the interesting comments on one of them was, uh, it's it's an innovation for Apple, yes, but it seems like it's going to be a um, it's going to be a good um, catalyst to see how Intel and other groups kind of compete because if if you know whatever benefits they get from the ARM processor are legit, and you know you do get let's just say arbitrary like. 17 hour battery life you know compared to their previous models you know like let's say plus three or four hours and you know you know all this other fun stuff um if it does make that impact you know is that going to be a a game changer for you know folks like microsoft who has the surface that are trying to do their their certain things or i guess intel doesn't really have anything tightly coupled to like an actual like laptop they just do the the chips right but you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what what innovation that kind of um you know, creates now that there's there's potentially more com uh, competition in that market. Yep. Okay. What else were they announcing? Uh, that was just the laptops. I think that was it. Just the MacBook uh, with the Air, the MacBook Pro, and um, the um, little tiny one. I've already forgot that one already. The little <laughs> box one that looks like the Apple TV. Nope. Don't know. So bad at this. So bad at this. Let me see what this one is. It's the QQ cast. It wouldn't be us if we were good at it. <laughs> the Mac Mini. The Mini. Yeah, so the Air and the 13-inch Pro and the Mini. I think every, like, I, I know I was kind of surprised at the price. Like, that one was $6.99 for the, for the M1, which is basically the equivalent of everything in the laptops, too. So, All right, so that's, that's all I got for the Apple news. Okay, well, did we want to uh, jump backwards then to the California shutdown? I don't know. There's not much to say there. CA shutting down again. Uh, I'm afraid more businesses are going to have a hard time. Uh, some of the few places and things that I was doing, such as rock climbing, are going to shut back down. So, ugh, oh well. Rock climbing uh, was really I... nice during COVID because you'd, you'd do it by appointment only, and there'd only be like, you know, a dozen people allowed in the entire gym. So you weren't shoulder to shoulder with people. There's tons and tons of space. Um, you know, no no lines. But it was just, it was, it was actually quite nice. Everyone has a mask on, of course. So I, I was really enjoying that, and that's probably shut down right now. So <gasps> I, I feel like I, I, um, I cannot safely talk about this topic without opening all the can of worms associated with it. So I'll just, I'll just, just go with what you say about California, Tom. Agreed. Okay, Ruli, let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap up then on the subject that you seem to know way more about than me. So Ruli, inform dear listener and I, about the thing we've been waiting to talk about all night, the thing we've been dancing around 
got you know there are mobs of people out there that are lining i, I can't keep this going tell me about black friday sales <laughs> well, it kind of works uh, i do there's more stuff i want to talk about though i we're, we're in on time oh well we're, wow it's already almost an hour amazing well, you go, uh, man go wherever you want to go Okay, well, I'll do the first one. So the Black Friday thing, um, that's crazy how things are kind of changing. Like, everything's changing this year. Everything's adapting. Um, yeah, but, like, uh, Black Friday, the quote-unquote holiday, and I, if you could see me, I'm rolling my eyes out and they almost fell out of my head. Um, the holiday, and, um, yeah, g- given the fact that it's usually just, like, people lined up, then they all gather to uh, crawl through a very, very tiny hole to wait in another line to go through another smaller section of holes to leave with products after they give people money, um, that's not going to be the same this year. It's, and it's so weird. So like, I feel like it's like there's already been a lot of bombardment from like the the online sales perspective. It's like I think like even starting like last week, you know, Walmart, Best Buy, all the big stores were basically starting their Black Friday sales. Like, I just, it, I think it just bugs me so much. I just wish they changed the name to just, like, call it, like, holiday sales. Have, have any of them like, actually started? Because, like, I, 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 I've seen a couple of articles. I didn't realize anyone actually was started already. Well, it's, okay, so it's, like, it's, like, the branding of, of whatever Black Friday is, right? It's, like, I think, like, there's a couple of things where just, like, it's, like, the sales are kind of starting, but like so, so like, obviously like the online sales portion of it, right? Where just like they have the things that are going on, and uh, I guess is, is Cyber Monday no longer a thing? Because like I remember it's like you know, it'd like, be a thing. I want to say five years ago, we we're just like you think Black Friday is the best time to get a good deal. Just wait until Cyber Monday when online stores offer their sales, whatever. It's uh, so, anyways. A whole bunch of sales already happening right now. All that other stuff, but like, I think the interesting thing that I've been kind of seeing so far. Um, is I guess places like I guess Walmart in particular because I know that they've been been the uh, the one that are always on the news with the the stampedes of folks. Um, I think they've been actually saying that they're kind of changing up into like a three day kind of sale type thing and having people like not necessarily queue up but like sign up for times and sections like that. So it's it's just very interesting to see um, what type of I guess for lack of a better term like innovations certain companies are having to make it where their stores don't get bombarded. Um, but also some of the counter things too, where I, I could have swear that there were a couple of stores that making a big deal that they were going to be closed. I know REI usually does that, but I thought there was another big store that was closing down on Friday in Thanksgiving, but I don't even remember what it was. Um, so yeah, it just, it just, all this stuff is kind of interesting and fascinating, just how everything's kind of pivoting and dealing with all the the BS going around. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Do you have anything else, Tom, on, on the whole Black Friday stuff? No, like I said, I, I don't have any information on it. I know there's going to be a bunch of first-party Nintendo Switch games for 30 bucks at Best Buy, so go get them early. <laughs> oh, did you get your Game & Watch? I saw that those were on sale, and then they quickly disappeared. Yeah, no, uh, I even had, like, co-workers, like, we were posting when they came online, and I know I have one friend that already got it. It was actually really funny. He he got a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and then the Game & Watch, and so, like, he put, like, them in his cuppies in his, uh, <laughs> in his entertainment center, including a little Game & Watch. It was quite funny. But I, I did not, even as much of a Nintendo fanboy as I am, and as I even much as, like, occasionally I'll do collector's items that I really shouldn't, because why would you? I couldn't bring myself to buy this i was just like i will never use this ever it like would be better to be neat as a clock i don't even have a clock i don't need a clock 
I just couldn't bring what, myself what is to do time? it. What is time anymore? Ah, that too. Okay, other random stuff. Um, yeah, the world is changing. Um, everything's going online. Uh, Adult Swim had their Adult uh, Swim Festival online. I caught a couple of things. Um, and I say a couple of things as I watched like anywhere between five to three minutes randomly during the day when I had a chance. Um, but it's so cool that a lot of that stuff's online because like I like I, I I totally enjoy going to festivals. Kind of definitely when I was living in the DFW area, that was a fun thing to do. Kind of moving to El Paso, that kind of changed because there's no festivals. So now that everything is online, it's it's kind of nice. So just knowing that that's available is pretty cool. Um, I guess I will say the the big thing though that might be of interest to Tom. Um, a lot of the Adult Swim things were, were, I don't know if they were announced, but I guess they were really just promoting it pretty heavily. Like, uh, a lot of the IP from Adult Swim is on HBO Max now. Oh, so really? they've got all the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, they have all the Space Ghosts, all the Sea Lab, pretty much everything that they've had, like, it's all there now. So I guess that's where it ended up landing. I think it was on Hulu for a little while. Um, so, um... But I guess they all moved out, and then um, I saw on Reddit that there was some like pro tip that was basically like, hey, like if you have HBO on Hulu, you're just throwing your money away because like if you pay for the same amount of money on HBO Max, you get like all the extra stuff like the uh, Studio Ghibli. I think that's the right word to say Ghibli stuff, which uh, I've actually been watching with uh, Sophia. We saw Totoro oh, and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, and actually I've been watching um, Primal. Uh, were you a Samurai Jack fan, Tom? I was not. Okay. Supposedly cool though. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 um, it's all very interesting from like a TV perspective, right? Like one of the gimmicks was just like you can you have like entire episodes of Samurai Jack without like any dialogue or anything like that, and um, you know that's that's even more so with uh with Primal since it's you know your your protagonist is this you know dude from the uh. I guess Stone Age, prehistoric age, and his he's, you know BFFs with a dinosaur, and it's about their their crazy journeys. And uh, since it started on Adult Swim first, it is a bloodbath and lots of like gory violence, and I totally love it. Um, if that's your jam, you would love it. So if not, then pass. But uh, yeah, so that was cool to see all the Adult Swim stuff there. Cool. I I would never have known that. <laughs> I would have guessed that, ha- that Adult Swim or Cartoon Network or Boomerang were going to start their own damn subscription service, and I'd have to pay for that, and they'd call it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I can't even think I'm of a good joke for this. Happened, so. um, but you never know. One day, in our a la carte hell, it's a, we, we were claiming that we wanted a la carte TV all this time. Now we finally got it, and the monkey ball closed. And now you've got a paper, CBS, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO Prime... Uh, stars? I guess stars is still a thing. Um, yeah, well, so, something I had said to uh, some of my friends recently was um, after I, I I mispredicted the outcome of a certain election cycle, uh, was I told them, look, the two my two favorite things about being an adult are, one, uh, how often I get to say I was wrong, and two, how fucking genuinely happy it makes me to do so. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go, dear cool. listener. Pro adult tip. Pro adult tip. Yeah, so so we're in November, and and to be honest, I think this is probably going to be the last new- news because once Thanksgiving hits, all the new stuff basically goes down a hole, right? Like like even even from like where I work at, and like pretty much every company I've been at, like 
everyone's taking their time off. Like everything just kind of grinds to a halt. So I, I don't think I, this, I, I dare say that this might be the last news of 2020. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. This year will not be missed, is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so what's in our future? Uh, watching The Mandalorian. I've heard mixed things about it, which is kind of not exciting. Um, so Mandalorian probably... Uh, I, I guess we could... I would I would be up for a Tenet review. I, I bet you we can binge Mando and do that, uh, Tenet, if it comes out. I'd, I'm, I'll be happy to review things if uh, things come out worth reviewing. Oh, worth reviewing is only totally not there. Eh, <laughs> there are things to be reviewed. <laughs> touche. Eh, we shall see. Well, again, really, uh, thanks, man. Welcome back. I'm glad everything went well. Sorry we missed last week. Uh, but no yeah, this is great. I get, to, I get to put an episode up of us just using the news to talk about whatever the fuck is going on other than that one thing we can't talk about. Oh, oh, but there is one other thing you could talk about. Do you, do you want to give a teaser about uh, what you purchased and what we may revive if we actually get our things together? And by things, I mean, I think that's all on you. You're, you're the producer of this show, so you control that. Yeah, so, uh, dear listener, I'll, I'll give you a bit of news. Then I'm going to drop a little bombshell on Ruli as well. He says a little detail Ooh. he doesn't even Ooh. know yet. Um... <laughs> I, I miss doing the QQ adventure. I just had a ton of fun. It, it's it's such a stupid thing, but it was so much fun to uh, to read those choose your own adventure books with uh, with, with our with our hosts, with Zach, with Ruli, and our, our special guest Miss Allie. Um, we're hoping to revive that. I'm hoping I can get Allie to join us again. Otherwise, I need to I need to find us uh, another another person. Um, maybe maybe a female like try to round out the fucking cast. I don't know, but um, so that's coming back. We got our hands on a certain book. Really, what what do you remember the title of this book? I don't even remember the official title. Did it have a title that was different from the book? It was different. No, the book, title of the book is so the same it was as the book. Different than the movie. Oh, it's the same as the movie. Well, I don't even remember the title of the movie. Yeah. Well, here's here, let, me, let me see if this, this is a hint. You ready? Did you hear it? I I didn't hear it. <laughs> it was just me flipping the book. Uh, who killed Harlow Thornby? And that's that, because no, Thornby that's... is the name of the main character in um, uh, Knives Out. And so this book by uh, Edward Packard, the awesome author of so many Choose Your Own Adventure books, was uh, the name that inspired that character's name in the Ryan Johnston movie Knives Out. So anyway, we, we saw that on Reddit. It made me long for the days of doing QQ Adventures, so hopefully it's going to come back. Now here's really, here's the news you don't know. So okay. it was hard to hunt these books down sometimes. Like getting the copies of this guy was difficult, but I managed to get several copies of it so we can do that one. But then while I was doing that, I was like, you know, it's it, you can only get like these, you can't go to like in-person used bookstores these days and it's hard to get your hands on on some of this stuff. So I started looking up lots of Choose Your Own Adventure books. And usually people are selling like, you know, three or four or five of them at a time. I managed to find a lot of 50 and a lot of 20 <laughs> <laughs> well, fifty-one and nineteen, to be more specific. You're, so, so you 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 are in the stage of quarantine where you're buying books by the pound. Yes, literally. <laughs> so I bought seventy choose your own adventure books. Uh, my thought here was, very, I'll, I'll have them. Delightful. I can I can skim through them and take a look. You know, we we've done some that are better than others for us to read because sometimes if there's just no dialogue and no characters. It makes these books really hard to read on mics, and it's just like me describing fucking mountains. It's 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 boring. Uh, so I want to find ones that have lots of dialogue or interesting stuff. And so I figured, what the fuck? I'll buy a box of these books. Uh, who cares? And I can skim through them, and we can try to pick 
pick some fun ones. And again, maybe we can make this a, a, a somewhat regular thing again. I just had so much fun recording them and editing them. So uh, the QQ Adventure, coming back, baby. Oh, I'm excited. Hell yeah, dude. Should be fun. Should be fun. All right, and that is all the news that's uh, fit, to, fit to play, fit to read. I don't know, whatever. Really, thanks again, dude. It's great talking to you. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, man. And until next time, dear listener. Really, you want to do it? Nah, you got, you got this. You got this. Aw, QQ. <laughs> Saddest QQ ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how 2020 ends. <laughs> QQ! Aww. Thank you, thank you. Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. If you like what you hear, check out our website at qq-cast.com. We have multiple types of podcasts, quests, news, reviews, and our choose-your-own-adventure podcast, The QQ Adventure. That website, again, is qq-cast.com. Now, please remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends and family, not of their co-workers or co-hosts, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality.